I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. Today we have with us a Samsui woman herself oh in the boy. flesh, but yes. you're the youngest Samsui woman I've ever seen. Yeah, I think they all died out already, or they're like past 90. But look at you, like 27 years young. With Thank tight you for like, uh, telling that to everyone, like the first, like, <laughs> not even one minute in. We have Baby Queen herself, Opera Tang. Yay! Woo! Who, by the way, came dressed in full drag regalia, and we were Josh and I were like, um, you know, there's no video component to this yeah. podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, I had to like exude opera tang somehow because like we just like got back from Bangkok, right? And we are like now sick and stuff, so I need to like have the little boost of Fantasia, of, like oh. you know, hey, yeah, yeah. I needed to feel your oats a little bit yeah. so you can bring out your persona a bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, we just came back from Bangkok, which explains why my voice is um a lot lower than usual. Yeah, my boyfriend and our friend. All of them have this virus. I hope I don't. Yeah, I think my, me too. I like. I think maybe I'm just a bit more immune. Yeah, yeah. your voice has always been low, but the, you can tell that it's a little bit more, more like uh, sultry today. Yeah, I think Bangkok for a lot of Singaporeans have been that place of escapism, mm. and especially for Songkran. Samjo, what was that for you? I've been to Bangkok many times, but I never really went there just for Songkran. This was my first Songkran. Bangkok for me is always like you know, um, friends, um, you know, good company, good massages, shopping. good food, yes. yeah, cheap shopping. This time around, I, f- I felt it was like cultural immersion actually, because Songkran ultimately is like you know, Thai New Year, right? Mm. Sure, like you know, it has a bit of a rep of being like a gay thing to go there, to go to all the parties, but I love how it was also the friends that I went with. I think that made it made all the difference for me. You know, we just did like you know went on the streets with our guns and we uh, our fake guns by the way plastic water toy guns, guns. Yeah, water, water guns, guns. <clears throat> yeah not condoning violence here um, although it did feel quite violent at times when like it you know was. the water jet was very, was very powerful yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if, if someone sprays you you must spray back yes if not like if you give them a stare when you walk past them they'll pour it down your back Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so my understanding of Songkran is that like during this period, people would take to the streets with pails of water, water guns, super soakers, water bombs, and they will just like happily throw it at one another, strangers and friends. It's like a massive party on the street. Adults, parents, kids, like tourists, um, you know, all the local Thais are there also having the time of their lives. And like no one is like complaining that, oh my God, like don't get me wet. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, you ruined my, um, you know, favorite dress. Or, you go to work my makeup like, is off so it's a holiday because it's, it's a yeah, public holiday like a oh, because holiday. it's their new year ah. it's their new year so no one's working everyone's just like chilling you know <laughs> and of course the people who are selling you know the toy guns and um, they sell Everyone. water on the streets also they're making a lot of money um, you know cashing in there are no age restrictions and there's, n- there's no one to say that okay you know you can't participate right so it felt very um, I don't know egalitarian in that sense like everyone mm. could just come together and have fun without worrying about how you look mm. because Trust me, honey, you're going to look wet regardless. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to look like you just took a shower. When it comes to Songkran, it's like, ah, uh, you, you kind of let loose of that inhibition, uh, you know. You're like, soak in the fun, literally. Yeah. And once you let go of that mindset that, okay, you have to look good, I think the rest will follow. Like, the fun naturally comes. I think I had kind of a different experience because I think I look good wet anyway. So no. Oh, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> no, um, I'm kidding. I, uh, I had a different experience because, like, the group of friends I, w- I went with, didn't pick up a gun at all. Like I what? was, I was, I, I maybe had fun in a different way. We had like we grabbed around and we just went eating and stuff into the parties built to make people like super wet. There were like jets of water. There was like sprinklers when you like activate the fire alarm and everything. It was just on the whole time and people just pee on the floor. Wait, yeah. what? Um, because the water would just wash it away. Oh, I don't think that's an excuse. You no, know, I know, but it's. I only found that out like after I left the club and like, I'm not going to say who, yeah. but like, I was like, hmm, okay, that's a choice. Uh, yeah, that thought yeah. did cross my mind also. <laughs> like, uh, when you're at, yeah, when you're at some of the parties and you're getting completely soaked and drenched and you really need to go to the toilet but you don't want to leave your friends and it's a crowded music festival situation or in your case I think you were at Fake Club yes right? oh my goodness how do you know yeah because okay, I saw your stories it. girl <laughs> yeah um, we've been stalking each other by the way Opera and I were like okay we'll meet up we'll meet up right we, we never met days. yeah, yeah. I met we, everyone else in his clique and like yeah I don't know what happened to him on the day I'm so sad and like, I was in drag that was the day I went through House of Heels and it was like the highlight of my trip to uh, Zonkran I, I think 
I, if I just spend one day in Bangkok for Songkran, I would go to House of Heels like just the whole day. Yeah, it was yeah. my first time there, so it was like such a wonderful experience. Yeah. This was Opera Tank's itinerary, by the way. Because I was like, hey, okay, I'm reading from our WhatsApp Mess- chat. Yeah. Ah, okay. So I'm like, hey, where are you going to be? Like, you know, what are your plans? Mm. And I, you know, I expected the opera to go like, okay, I'm just going to do this, that, and then maybe this or that. But I was presented with a whole <laughs> listicle itinerary. It was like Thursday, Fake Club, Friday, House of Heels, Banana Bar, Saturday, Stranger Bar, DJ Station, Sunday, G Circuit. <laughs> I was like, hello, we're doing a world tour, is it? Exactly. I only went like in drag like one day to um, House of Heels, but this was not done by me. I was there to free and easy and uh, just enjoy the ride. So this was done by Stefan, who was like one third of like Baby, Baby Boy, Boy. Match. Yes, shout out to them. One uh, quarter? One quarter of Mismatch. One baby boy, baby boy. I don't know how. I don't know math. Okay, okay. clearly. What's Quarter the denominator? Is one of four. I know, but who's the fourth? Oh, oh uh, yes. Oh. Boy, who's boy Matt? Is it? Yes. Okay. I always <laughs> thought that was like a like a good Ponzani. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Songkran also has sort of a purgation aspect to it, right? Where you're sort of like washing away the year before. Mm-hmm. So did y'all have like any kind of like spiritual moment where you're like <gasps> yeah, a Hillary Duff come clean, mm. let the rain Rainfall fall. Down. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, still yes, hungover in a way. Oh wait, sorry. I think our king of fried rice is here. One second, we order food. Okay. Oh my! I, I, I can talk about like uh, how my Hello. my extended family, my best friend's family, is oh, there. Actually, she's high. Okay. So like there was that kind that moment, and it was like more formal in a sense where. I can talk about it later lah. Okay Oh my god Let me eat Stop dangling In front of my face <laughs> So Sam Joe is fried rice. Uh, Holding on to Two packets of King of fried rice uh, This is for their Dinner Yeah can we, you we didn't ask For an ASM <laughs> Okay dear listener What we're gonna do now Is we're gonna take a Quick split second break And they're gonna have Their dinner In the meantime Here is a clip Of Opera Tang singing <laughs> Start singing, please. Be a man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. Okay, bye. And we're back from our King of Fried Rice break. (laughs) (laughs) It has done many things to us. It's made me a lot more relaxed because, like, you know, there's a bit of food coma kicking in. Hey, hey. So, yeah, if I just fall asleep on y'all, it's not because you are boring, okay? It's because, like, it's because you're boring. (laughs) And also, I'm stripping down from my drag. Like, I'm not wearing my headpiece and my heels and my bottoms anymore. Like, by the end of the show, (laughs) I'll probably be naked. But we were talking about the sort of purgation aspect of Songkran. Uh, and you were sharing something about your family? Yeah, so my best friend, she's Thai, and she has family there, an extended family as well. So every year during Songkran, they don't participate in the commercial side of things in the Bangkok city proper. So they go out of the city to Ho Hin, to Rayong, uh, and they just do like a beachfront chalet kind of thing. And their grandmother, who's like 90-ish, who's not doing too well right now, but I think she's recovering a bit. Yeah, and it's it's the time of the year where the family comes together, and they wash away their, their sins in, in a sense or ask each other forgiveness for and bless each other for the new year. So I get to participate in that. And like she holds this as a ceremony where I think it was like the last day or the day of the new year. The elders in the family will hold like a, a garland and like you pour flower water over their hands and your feet. And then uh, you wipe them, which is bow to them and you pay respects to them. And then they bless you with uh, the residual flowers and whatever good wishes they have. Yeah, wow. it's like it's like um, how uh, Muslims during Hari Raya Puasa do ask for forgiveness. And like maybe Chinese people do that somehow. I don't know, maybe... Um, Maundy Thursday for Catholics or Christians. See, like this Songkran I want to go to. Like, oh, okay. That sounds so different from, I think, the image of Songkran that I see in my head. Get yourself a Thai boyfriend. I don't know whether you're <laughs> dating anyone right now, but like maybe, yeah, if you're close enough to their family, that maybe they do that as well. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's okay. very spiritual. And so did you do that this year? Yeah, I did it. I think this is my like third or fourth year doing this already so I'm quite close with your family okay. and I, I try to speak Thai a bit but like I fake it I just do like monosyllabic like chai dai. chai and like, my or chai chai mai like you know well now that you're well fed uh, mm-hmm. we have to go to the mandatory question we always ask our guests who is Opera Tang? um Opera Tang is a proudly Singaporean drag queen. Some would say a baby queen. Some would say trying to cling on to that title for too long queen. Um, (laughs) But yeah, she is a proudly Singaporean drag queen who is reconciling 
uh, with her ethnic roots through drag because she is a whitewashed bitch who doesn't really know her culture. So she's doing that through the lens of drag. Oh, is that good? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, update that wiki. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so you say you're a baby queen and you know, uh, you have your film documentary, of course, um, Baby Queen, and we're going to talk about that in a bit. But how do you define baby queen? That's something I want to know. Okay, so I think in the in the drag community, uh, baby queens are queens who just started out in their drag. So normally, baby queens, like, characteristically have, like, busted mugs, busted uh, m- mugs as in makeup. Sorry, I just need a bop. Do it in the back, please. Please give us a full no, experience. Uh, that's not my only Give plan. us the full opera experience. <laughs> Do you burp in bass? Uh, <laughs> you can tell me the note and I'll try to match pitch. <laughs> On an E flat. Gotta burp the baby queen. Yeah, the baby queen. <laughs> I feel like I should do this. That's oh, I this should is, rub your back a little yeah, bit. That's what I'm doing right now. She's hitting Can me on the back. Me? No, no. Okay, wait, it's, it's actually helping. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, so busted mugs, busted wigs, busted costumes. Everything's super cheap. But Samjo and I, are, I think we are on the fast track. We are on the special or express track. <laughs> what? Uh, EM1. I don't know what <laughs> if, if that's a, a thing. <laughs> like, so we, we're like, we surpassed that stage quite uh, quickly. And now we are um, toddler, toddler queens. queens. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who else is Opera Tang? Okay, since we just ate fried rice, like, what's your favorite food? <laughs> uh, I love Pranakan. Uh, food i love teochew food because um uh my grandma is teochew and my <gasps> other grandma is pranakan my dad also actually so i grew up eating those cuisines yeah so those are my favorite foods i love ayam wakuluak mm. i love babi pongte no i actually don't like i don't like babi pongte because of all the sauce i don't know the oil yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah i'm a very expert um deboner of fish Steam fish. So if you need to debone, yeah, I, I, I thought you. Were, I thought you mean off man. <laughs> I was just like, You're like mm, I'm gonna turn that boner. I'm gonna eat that boner. Um, deboner of fish. fish. Yes. Okay, deboner uh, of men. <laughs> what? Like, yeah. like, right. No, maybe I will settle the boner. Yeah. Not kill the boner is different. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You debone fish. Yes. <laughs> like with your hands or with your mouth? With my chopsticks. Like a oh, like the Chinese person I am. As oh, like a God, hobby or? Oh no, girl. Like. <laughs> Um, I can eat a whole like sea bass to myself, but uh, what? And also, I just share it with my grandma, so she steams it, and then because she only steams it for me, I give her like the head and the stomach and all the tail and everything, the skin and like the top and bottom, like dorsal mm. and all the fins and stuff. Oh my god, the burp is oh, like the burp is funny. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's take a moment of silence as we <laughs> listen to opera tank burping. No, it went back down. It's an SG Boys exclusive. <laughs> what is it? Gosh, it's, it's shy. By the end of this episode, we want to hear you burp. Yeah, okay. you're edging that burp. We're gonna have you burping by the end of this episode. <laughs> okay. I grew up with a Teochew grandmother as right. well, so I ate like the Teochew mue. Yeah, like, oh my god, to speak you Teochew. Speak? Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So as a kid, that was the only thing she spoke. Does that mean you speak Teochew to her? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Yes. Hey, was it? Ang Ang. Oh wow! <laughs> so I know like and, and all the food stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, but also because all she would do every day is watch Chinese opera, mm-hmm. and she quite lekok like records. Yes, and, I, yeah. and she would just watch all these VCDs of 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 these gorgeous operas, and that was what I grew up with. So. Mm. When I was looking at sort of the Singapore drag landscape or climate, I think you were one of the first ones that I saw completely own that. And it just, it was nostalgic for me. And I'm like half Chinese. So I mm-hmm. imagine, I think, not even for our generation, but the older generation, they must really like enjoy your drag and, and approach to it as well. Where did that come from? Maybe my grandmother would appreciate it, but I don't think like the older generation has really been exposed to my drag. Not think, yet. <laughs> no, maybe not yet. Not but yet. Uh, I think Joshua is like just hardcore, like judging me whether this is like authentic like Chinese opera drag I mean, it kind of looks <laughs> to me it, I mean it it's does. like like an impressionistic uh, take on it maybe I was just uh, trying to get a look together for Ping Dot 2020 I think I was like searching on Taobao or something and I am super my Mandarin and Chinese is super bad uh, so I had to like use like to screenshot every page and then like image search it on like Google Translate. <laughs> so that was like a <laughs> like very a true stu- Peranakan. <laughs> yes, like a- yeah. So I was like looking through a lot of Chinese motifs and maybe this was the Taobao algorithm that told me that. Oh my god, I'm just having a relaxation right now. Maybe it's the Taobao gods that made me Opera Tang. 
Oh, so you're a Taobao the thank. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a Taobao oh, queen. Oh my god. god. That should be the, the name of yeah. that film. <laughs> That's very good branding. Okay. I'm guessing from what you're saying, like your first costume was, a, I guess, an opera-related look. And yes. then it just like went on from there, right? It yes, developed. correct. So it was like a hodgepodge of like this sequin dress and like very ugly pumps, which I'm trying to give to away to somebody. You do you want my pumps? Are you size Are we the same size? 43? I'm 41, girl. Oh my gosh, she's small. Yeah, I can uh, <laughs> wear it for a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah photo shoot purposes. Uh, and so big man I mean I'm talking about feet we really very rude nah, this girl. <laughs> okay yeah and when then we I ask each other about size it's usually about the feet but backstage you see everything already what not everything okay maybe some I things I also don't want to see okay that's yeah. same same to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's mutual yeah I got this very intricate headpiece which I think most people know me like wearing that headpiece uh, and to this day I think that's like my most iconic uh, look my very first purchase on Taobao like I will die with it you know I will mm. never like run away from it yeah like you know definitely you look at that headpiece and it's like okay that's definitely opera tank right and no one else can like take that away from you but how about your name and that was your look right how did your name come about so did the look then guide your name mm-hmm. or did you know that you were already going to pay homage to your Teochew roots so yeah. to speak and why Tang is it because of, like the Tang dynasty uh, yeah. that you're mm-hmm. in love with um, yeah and I think we had this conversation before but um, uh, for dear listeners as, as um, what Simon Joshua Simon Simon Joshua Simon and his sonny, um, XL, <laughs> would say. I, I studied marketing in, in uni and, and like, had my marketing hat on. I needed a name that was both recognizable in Singapore and Southeast Asia as well as the West if one day I wanted to expand into that region, you know, or like maybe Australia or something. So I just wanted something that was not ubiquitous throughout culture. There's like different types of theatre and opera is one type of that. It's just like a musical theatre, like a precursor to musical theatre. Chinese opera, there's so many types. There's Shanghainese, there's Peking, there's like Teochew, Kabuki theatre, there's a type of opera as well, Shakespearean theatre. Dragon theatre has a history. This also in American and British theatre as well. I grew up like pretty much a theatre kid in school also, right? And I was lucky enough to be exposed to like different forms of theatre and everything and I, you know, studied Shakespeare in school and all that. I developed this like love for performance through theatre, really. And so now also when I get into drag, like there's always a part of me that thinks of the theatre. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I can never separate it from my drag persona Mm -hmm. just because it's like how you know how to be a showman Mm -hmm. or showwoman. You know what I mean? It kind of like instills in you a certain discipline, this like thirst to like tell a story. Yeah. This need to tell a story. Uh, uh. Oh, there we go. Finally, the burp. Oh, did it feel good? A more, but did okay. I, you've seen my drag. I've done like uh, like quite quirky pieces where I have like a whole beige like skin tone bodysuit with like um, plushies of genitalia and boobs and stuff like that. When I perform a piece, I would always have a narrative or a storyline that I want to portray. Mm. And sometimes I cling maybe onto props and stuff like that to tell my story. Those theatrical pieces are things that speak to me most. And I feel like those are the things that people remember me for more than like me trying to just lip sync to a song that maybe matches my costume for example right yeah right nothing wrong with that it's just that yes. this is this is what you choose to do with yes your, because that, right. that I vibe with that more right and also I, I don't perform those numbers as well as a lot of the queens you know they really emote the the lyrics and everything you know yeah I think one of the more memorable performances from are you okay <laughs> I think my boobs just got bigger in this, in this outfit and it's not allowing my boobs drink more water drink more okay. water <laughs> Now you make me feel like I should be burping as well. <clears throat> oh my god, I'm a little bit bloated. What is up okay. with the both of you? <laughs> it's like it's the exo sauce, maybe. Exo sauce, man. yeah. It's the king of fried rice. Okay, um, I was I gonna say? I was gonna say I was making a point. I was making a point. But I love that you do what you do and you do your own style of performance, telling a story. I think one of the more memorable performances that I've seen you do. I think it was. First at Drag Quabere, um, organized by Victoria Wondersnatch, of course. Yes, hi, and, mommy. I um, call everyone older than me, mommy. So, hi, mommy, Jojo Sinclair. This mommy is your mama son, yeah. You were at the Quabere and you were singing, because that's what Quabere does, right? Getting yeah, drag queens to sing. Singing. And you did this number where you did that, mo- that song for Mulan. Yeah. And I loved it because the whole storyline was that, you know, you grew up with. Yeah, maybe, you want to tell the story? I feel like it's your story to tell. Okay, it's yeah. your story to tell, but there was a reason why you chose that song, and when you explain why you chose that song, 
um, I think before you started singing, oh my god, like you know, just goosebumps. Thank you so much for looking past my very awful singing and connecting <laughs> yeah, to the I story. Yeah, I mean, it was but pitchy, but, <laughs> but you know, but I enjoyed it. And oh, I enjoyed thank it. you. And this is why she obviously didn't have enough to drink that night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think the story that you want me to tell is the one that I have with my father, my relationship with my father. Actually, I'm going to be like a little bit emotional about this, but... Um, it's okay, we have tissue. Yeah, so from young, he's been... He's very the stereotypical, macho, borderline, chauvinistic pig man. But like that has changed after his like having five children. Uh, like I was the first one son. Like, I think he had expectations of me to like fulfill like this manly role in the, in the family. I was so flamboyant. I, I played with Barbie dolls. I like, I wanted to make dresses for them, but I asked my grandma to make them for me because she knew how to sew. And uh, I ran around the house with like uh, two towels like wrapped around my waist. So everything else that he wanted me not to be I was growing up I think I just didn't fulfill those expectations and he we didn't really have a good relationship um and he also was very homophobic in a sense that uh he would talk about like his ex colleagues or teachers who were quite flamboyant and like just say oh and the next thing he'll do is to bring his boyfriend along and say and that's the punchline and that's the joke which I do not find funny at all it's just like years of that and also my granddad who maybe it was like just generational trauma like who call, he would call me aqua when I was younger because I like playing Barbies and everything and I, I played with Barbies better than my sister he is also a military man so he was like a high ranking I don't know what in, in the army or something and then I remember going to his like change of command ceremonies and stuff and I was just like this little prissy boy filled with a, uh, like a hall of like hot young men. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's all I remember from that. But he wanted me to be a man in the traditional societal sense that we know today. I took back that power of what being a man was through that song. Being a man doesn't have to be masculine. Being a man can be the provider, but through very powerful feminine energy. I don't tip my grandma and my mom. I give them a, like maybe a, uh, like a monthly allowance through, and drag also supports that as well. You know, yeah. I think it's a very Asian thing, and I'm not like boasting anything. I think a, a lot of people do that. It's just where it comes from. Yeah, that's why it really resonated with I think a lot of us in a room who grew up with certain expectations, uh, you know, being thrust upon us. Right, like this is how you should behave as a boy. But you went up there in full drag makeup, you know, but with the deepest voice ever. <laughs> and yes, granted, you were pitchy, but it didn't matter because it was so subversive. She had to bring out the pitchy thing again, <laughs> this fucking bit. No, I had to lower it two and a half keys or yeah. something like that. And it was still pitchy. <laughs> no, but your, your, your voice is beautiful. Okay, your yeah. voice is beautiful. It's just like the tone, the tone. No, it was so powerful because it was so subversive. Like, you know, you were then full on like, you know, femme makeup. But with the lowest, most, so to speak, masculine voice ever. And you were wearing um, camo okay, uniform, yes. but in pink. Yes, which... I, I forgot about that. But yeah, I, it was for Pink Dot as well. And I was like, uh, my concept was like a warrior of love. And I also reused it for the quabbery, like because, you know, efficient queen. Yeah, I, opera recycles a lot. Uh, you know, yeah, this. I'm literally recycling this Samsung like woman look time. Where, like, I've, I've done this like four or five times already. Hey, we, lo- we love, you know, environmentally conscious. Exactly. Queen, like, Drag is not sustainable at all. Right. So yeah. wear your drag as much as possible, girls. And I also like strip down also into like admin shorts that I'd be dazzled. Right. And at the back, I, I put like, you know how commandos and your vocation has that little like title at the back of your oh, right. shirt, right? So I have opera tank. That was, I, actually, it would be more appropriate if I put like drag queen because like that's my vocation. Right. But, yeah, but opera tank, like, people know my name. Josh, you haven't seen opera perform I have not, before. no. Yeah, I've only known hater. opera through Instagram. <laughs> so what is your impression of opera then? Like, you know, for someone who's only... And I think a lot of our listeners also, you know, who have never met opera or maybe haven't seen opera perform. Um, I don't know. What's what's your impression? And then meeting her today, I'm guessing, for the first time? Yeah. Uh, well, we met a little at Indignation. I think opera was there for, for a bit, right? I was there the whole time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> one clicking the slide. Girl, you were there for one hour. I was there for two Ooh, days. <laughs> she called you out. Gather okay, her. Gather. It was a very nice time meeting you. Yeah, no, I, I think. I mean, it's like a nice callback to a sense of sort of nostalgia for me. And and I asked you about where this sort of choice for your style of drag came from because I imagine if anyone wants to do drag it would be sort of looking at especially RuPaul's Drag Race and what's already out there or you want to go for a super sexy kind of drag queen 
or you try a little bit more K-pop and everything, and you went like completely in a different direction, which I think is very rare, but I also think is very important, you know, to have culture which completely like sets you apart. And I've seen even in different forms of entertainment, whether it's music or film, where uh, when they start making their thing, their baby, um, they Hmm. always try to cater it to the West. They try to be like, hey, I want to get into your game as well. Whereas you were like, no, this is my thing. And um, now learning about what opera means to you and how it's actually really universal and there's history behind it as well. And like, it will never be one note, right? Mm Because you can interpret opera into so many different things. That was a pun, by the way, Sam. What? One note. Oh, one note. <laughs> I don't think Josh intended I, it, I, I, but... Um, <laughs> what was the pun? One note. Uh, Are we talking uh, about your pitchy? Uh, no, <laughs> get about wait, 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 <laughs> You mean the flat note, right? No. <laughs> wait! Stop talking. Mute his mic. <laughs> yeah, you know, the opera's really warm. And, right. and, 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 and you, you've got like such a... I don't know, gentleness about you... Mm. Which which is which is really refreshing, yeah. I mean, I've got other stuff to say, but I won't say it. Oh, what? what why? Why are you holding no, that? No, 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 no! I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> why? 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 We'll move on to the next thing. Oh, oh my what? god! What? Do you, no, do, no. Do, do. Okay, so do we feel like we know who Opera is, or do we have more questions? Uh, well, instead of a a quick fire round, we have prepared a classic in our community. Oh, dope. Inspired by a show that we absolutely love, Hey Queen. <laughs> this is a little game of look at her. We're going to show you a picture, mm-hmm. um, typically of another drag queen. Uh, or person or celebrity. Or person, or, could be anyone. You could may anyone. know this person. Yeah. yeah. But I think in this case, we have a lot of queens on hand. So <laughs> just so you know, giving you a little clue now. The idea is for you to like spill the tea on them. Yes. Or if you have like a fun little story that you can share, if you want to call them out, throw okay. shade, yeah. you can as well. At this juncture, can I just say I'm taking off my fake titties so yeah. I can, like, be more comfortable? Guys, did we not tell you that by the end of this episode, Miss <laughs> Opera Time will oh be God, naked? Oh, you literally had those. Oh, they look very nice and soft. Can I squeeze them? Uh, yeah, but it's a bit sweaty. We can, yeah, it's just sponge. Oh, it's sponge, right? Yeah. It's nice. Oh, that's what... Okay. Yeah, but you can also use chicken cutlets, but they're heavier. Wait, yeah. so when they say chicken cutlets, do they actually mean chicken cutlets? No, it looks like chicken cutlets because uh, it's silicone. Because that cream. would be bizarre. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, but it kind of looks like it. Like the raw chicken cutlet. Yeah, yeah <gasps> because of the color. Slap uh, it on. It's like. <sighs> dear listener, you must be very privileged not to see what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the SG Boys edition of Look at All. Oh, my goodness. Fandom is joking. Thank you so much, Miss Vandermiss Jokim, because she was, I think, one of the people who actually pushed me in drag. When I first started out in drag, she actually invited me to the Pink Dot Music video. I, I wasn't maybe invited, maybe she selected me because maybe I was the new queen or, or maybe I was just a Chinese queen and she needed to fill a racial quota, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, because there are very few Chinese queens in Singapore. Uh, ironically, uh, she told me that I needed to get my makeup polished because I was a busted baby queen then. Uh, she also gave me a lot of advice. And I also thank her for all the contributions that she has made to the local drag scene yes. work. Next one, look at her. Wonder Snatch. Okay, so I have to use this platform to say sorry to Wonder Snatch because last year, uh, during the Southeast Asian premiere uh, of Baby Queen in Singapore, I thanked everyone except for Wonder Snatch. But she gave me the very first, my very first uh, platform to perform, and it was like a singing thing. She dragged me up in full Wonder Snatch regalia, yeah. like a housewife. 60s or 50s housewife in America, white picket fans, that kind of genre. Fantasy, yeah, yeah love yeah. it. So that was something that I didn't thank her for. Do you think she bore a grudge? <gasps> Next question. No, no. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> That's why she's All making right. amends. <laughs> All right. No, but like we're, we're friends. We are talking every day and I go over to a place and like she is very generous, I would say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Look at her. Singapore Island. This is not even the updated version. <laughs> this is like Singapore in the 20s. Like Singapore is not... No, I'm kidding. Uh, but It's a map of Singapore, y'all. This is my home, bitches. You know, I am proud to be Singaporean, even though I may not be proud of the laws and the societal constructs. I will be proud to tell anyone I'm Singaporean. Okay. And I'm here to make it a better place through drag. Look at her. Oh my God. Singapore's biggest like powerhouse singer, drag 
singer Honey Gluttony. For those of you that don't know her, she's very pretty on stage, but don't like go too close to her if she does her own makeup. No, <laughs> no, but she knows that and she's okay with that. But if there was a representative from Singapore for like Queen of the Universe, she would be the one. Look at her. Oh, Miss Kakngina Boo. Kakak. Um, okay, for one thing, I feel like she has been a guiding force. I think she's, she, she and I became drag queens around the same time. But she has been a legendary show girl. Maybe mm. she didn't identify, identify as a drag queen before the pandemic. I love her to bits because she is like my grandmother in drag. She's also very generous. She's, she gave me a like, whole bunch of bangles and stuff. Give them back to her already because I'd want to like, take things for free. It, it was a lot. We bitch to each other. We bitch about each other in front of each other. And we're friends. Yeah. And oh, she, she lives re- uh, really close to me. So sometimes mm. we just like... In the far north. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in the far north. <laughs> Look at her. Oh my God, Sapphire Blast. Um, the representative of Singapore if there was ever like a Singapore drag race or drag race Asia. Yes. yes. Agreed. Yeah. Hands I'm not down. saying Vanda because she should be a judge, but she's one of Singapore's best live drag performers, like stage performers. All rounded. Yeah, she makes her own costumes. Yeah, exactly. Girl, her makeup she's snatched. Like, she's like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but she is so much more talented. Like, yeah. She has so much more star power. Look at her. Who's that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't see because the picture is small. <laughs> oh. oh, hello sis, Babi Pongte. Just now I said I don't like Babi Pongte shit. <laughs> In the start of the podcast. But we're talking about Barbie, yeah, like Barbie B-A-R-B-I-E is, yeah. dot Pongte. Barbie as in Barbie doll. Pongte as in the dish. Um, mm. It's a very oily dish. But yeah. uh, that's okay. And I'm not saying that she's very oily. I'm just... Um, yeah, we're talking about a person now, okay? Yeah. I, I'm like clinging on to the like the Chinese cultural ethnic thing and she's doing the Pranakan route uh, as a Pranakan yourself Samjo what do you think about how dare you why are you flipping that around how dare you it's <laughs> not how the game works yeah. yeah yeah but um, I love that she's representing okay you know our culture Anonia. yeah mm. I, I love that and um, you know she's a stand up comedian as well um, I have a funny story shady. also by the way no no it's not it's not shady it's only shady if you want to read shade into it but um, okay that's why Barbie. she said that I wore this costume 10 times already <laughs> yeah. Yeah. same, same it's just I'm just being honest girl I'm just being honest <laughs> actually at the first quarry I was at I noticed like someone was standing behind me who maybe wasn't you know as tall as me but I try to make space for them um, anyway half through halfway through someone's song I literally <laughs> I literally had something go bloop and then like roll up to my feet and then suddenly behind me someone was bending over like trying to pick it up and I'm like oh my god what happened uh-uh. and there was dear Bobby Bongte picking up her chicken cutlet oh my that god had, that <laughs> slipped out from under her oh kibaya. my god it was so funny I think that was when like you know we, we say hello to each other and like you know um, I, I, became friends and everything yeah but she's just like you know we talk about messy queens I'm a messy queen but she this girl is someone else I, I like how that was more funny than the jokes that she said on stage is that what you're saying oh I, you, just, look, no I, you I did not <laughs> Look at her. Who is that? Oh my god. Is that Zanaya or is that- Oh my god, you bitch! <laughs> you bitch! It's Jojo Sinclair. <laughs> I was so inspired by these lips. I'm looking at a picture of a very big uh, vagina plushy costume that engulfs the whole of the torso of Sandro. <laughs> and with pink hair, of course. Besties. <laughs> that's all yeah, I can see. That's all? Yeah. Vagina besties. Uh, Pussabustos. This particular vagina costume I did for Riot, and it had its second coming, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> at the chaotic cabaret that we, that we oh did my together god, back that in we did, February. There were so many vulvas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. I had a small one that was actually, I tried to make it look as, as like realistic as possible looking at the science textbooks on, and, on Google. Then you had this, and then the bitch had another one on her legs. So, like, we had vaginas, uh, sorry, vulvas everywhere. Right, right. Mm. And, you know, which I guess for gay guys, we don't necessarily get a lot of. Yeah, I'm actually um, gold star, so I've only seen it. Uh, Never. Touch, touch. You're a cesarean? Yeah, no, Um, oh. I, you know, I definitely Natural. went through my mother. Okay. No, but, um, can we not? <laughs> okay. yeah, obviously, I don't remember any of it. I actually had to Google vagina, yeah, same, same. but then I didn't want, like, to get... Vagina porn, so <laughs> yeah. I googled vagina scientific diagram. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a 
exactly what I did. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why are we so scared of it? Since he brought me up, like you know, look at her. Oh, stop. Oh my god. For you know a moment, I yeah, I know that was. This is the snatched. <laughs> Do you have a drag name? I don't. Joshua so. Simon. No. So okay. So this this is a photo of me my first time in drag. Yeah. And and Wonder Snatch. Uh, was the creator of this. I had a really good time. It, it was a... Militant homosexual. That, yeah, there you go. Oh that was God. the term. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, during the 377A debates. Yeah. Uh, so so that was sort of in response to that. I had a really good time. It, we, it was... It happened so fast. I don't mm. know how she works, but she works so that fast. fucking bitch. She can paint someone within half an hour. That someone's herself, but maybe 45 minutes on someone else. Yeah. But, oh my it's God. It's quite impressive. Yeah. If she ever was on Drag Race, like she'll win the Family Resemblance yeah. Challenge. Yeah, but yes, she's inducting you to the snatchery. Okay, I'm just saying, <laughs> she, and you sing too. So the next time she needs cast members for Quabbery. Wow. Mm, you can do any song. But Josh, why, do you, why don't you have a drag name? Because I, I haven't really given it much like sort of thought. Let's give you one mm. now. Gosh. You don't have to commit to it, but I'm Let's just go curious. Like such like pawn name uh, generator <gasps> or something. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that would be it. But we're gonna ask you because <laughs> okay. you are like our you know daily special guest okay. right now. Look at her. I want you to name her. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so bad at this. Um, just based on this picture, by the way, uh, Josh has like his mouth is wide open as geez. usual. Um, he has a lot of hair for once, a lot of green hair, <laughs> and um, he has a very bitchy like brow line. I don't know. I'm thinking like misgender um, or Ooh. something, something like punny. Like that, that, that would be something up your alley. I like but, up your alley. Up your alley. <laughs> up yeah, like like an Indian name. Back of the bus. Up your alley. Ah, <laughs> that has a lot of connotation. <laughs> this is so bizarre looking at that photo because it's so different from. I, I, I guess to recognize you. Yeah, yeah of, it's of, very well done. It's very well done. Like the energy also came very naturally once everything was on me. Because because I actually remember like the day that I went over, it was morning and it was super rainy outside. It was a really dull day, and I had a, such a rough start to the day. And then after putting on the makeup and looking at myself in the mirror, I could not recognize myself, and I felt this sort of energy conjure up from me, and I just felt better for the rest of the day. And then when I switched back into what I was wearing before, it just looked so plain and boring <laughs> and for a moment I thought like oh I just want to step out of the house dressed like that I want to see like how my day would be did like. you? I, I mean I didn't okay. power of drag right? Yes, there's yes. just something about it when you put that on that it's so hard to explain to people I think I wouldn't have the same kind of energy or like aura that I have now if I'm not in like these seven bang things that you see always on my head that you will call me for. Do you think offers you some sort of like, a, I don't know, like a, a protection or is it just yeah, like, like an armor in a sense, like yeah. a militant homosexual? It kind of separates my day-to-day -day self from whoever I'm interacting with. I'm not saying that this is like some fake thing that I'm conjuring or like putting together, but it's like bringing a part of myself that wouldn't have come out if I wasn't in drag. And because I'm in drag, I have this personality. It takes time also. When I, I first came out, like, doing my first photo shoot at Red Hill MRT at, for June 2020's Pink Dot, I was shivering. I had to, like, take pictures, like, in between moments where I, I was like, okay, I'm fierce now. I'm fierce. Then people walk by, I'm like, oh my god, just head down. Like, just try not to be noticed. But I'm in a full fucking pink wig and head to toe and everything. Yeah. Were but, you yeah. scared? I was scared that like the security would like escort me out because at that point of time also yes that's that's the bitch the first yeah. I remember this photo yeah yeah and, she, and then fucking back of the bus right has to use that picture my very old <laughs> very first picture for my riot <laughs> I mean she did it on purpose not because like I realized I haven't liked it so oh uh, it's okay you didn't <gasps> no, know me I, then. I didn't know you then I really didn't yeah no but I love Becca she <laughs> just purposely chose this picture because like all my other pictures I like, like feeling feeling I close my eyes she want open eye one but yeah drag is like my armor I think like if you if you'd want to do it more, I, I totally encourage you. Anyone can do drag. I'll do it discreetly, I think. But oh, um, okay. Oh, that's so cute. The way you said it. Um, well, my last look at her is a blank screen. Uh, and it's for people who don't show up, you know? And I think it's especially gay mm. men who don't understand drag. They don't want to be involved in it. They don't want to have any association to it. They are annoyed at the fascination and adoration of drag they don't want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race they think oh, it's just not for me it's too feminine it's too gross mm. I don't want to see a drag queen in a bar I want to see the hot guys only what is sort of your response to that very real 
mm-hmm. reaction even internally in our community? I would say come to a drag show, see what drag is like. There are so many types of drag. There's like PG drag for drag queens who are very conservative, who uh, read to children, mm. and they won't. Hopefully, in those spaces, they don't do like really tight bodysuits that are really revealing and do splits and all those things. They can, but like uh, maybe in a more like kid-appropriate yeah. uh, type of uh, costume. And also, there's like burlesque drag where people really stri- strip down to the nude, and that's for another type of audience. So I think when you hate drag, you you're like hating the whole art form. It's like saying that you're hating paintings. And there's so many types. There's erotic art, which is not maybe family friendly. There's also like just... Like a Bob Ross painting. That that kind of thing, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Make of it what you uh, may and just pay for your ticket so that we can get paid. (laughs) Well, I would say it's their loss, you know. It is, it is. And I I say that someone who didn't used to get dragged also myself. Not that I was repulsed by it. I don't think I was ever repulsed, but I just didn't understand it. I was very confused by the idea of like wanting to wear so much makeup because I was that kid who, you know, would secretly try on my mom's makeup also, Mm. right? And so maybe I saw a little bit of myself in that. I was like, oh my God, they went all the way. That's like too much. It's too much. And like, then I realized that, okay, you know, that's not a whole point of drag. Drag is like a performance of any kind of gender that you want to portray to any extent that you want to portray. And like, you know, it could be a concept that you're telling. It could be a story that you're telling. Um, and it was only an, like when I realized that that I don't know I feel like I gained some sort of enlightenment and I was mm. like oh my goodness there's like a whole world of entertainment awaiting me yes you know and it's and like it's like passing so the funnel like I mean it's like, like uh, the analogy is a funnel right going through the small end and then it, once you get that point of enlightenment it's like the universe opens up to you yeah because what I like about drag is that the in a way you could say that there are no rules right it's one art form where you know you go to a ballet if the person can't do a pirouette. Mm. Kick her out of Cor de Belly. Yeah, you know, she's not a prima ballerina, right? She's like not. She can't do that. If you go to like an opera, ha-ha, <laughs> and like, you know, the singer can't hit a note. <laughs> then I'm just leaving now. I'm just going to stand up and leave. <laughs> it's not about you. It's not about you. I'm just, yeah. no, but yeah, and then people will leave. You know what I'm trying to say? For drag, it's kind of like, not everything needs to be perfect mm. I love that there are no rules because like you, you don't know what to expect, right? You think it's a lip sync, but then suddenly a drag queen tries to sing or like, you know, a drag queen like, you know, uh, flirts with you in the audience or like, you know, busts out a dance move or like does a certain reveal or whatever costume change. It's amazing. It's like a variety act Mm. on steroids, I feel like. And that's what I love so much about about drag, among other things, of course. It's like, you never know what to expect. Mm. Yeah, it pushes and, the boundaries so much. Yeah, um, maybe that's where some of that fear comes from. You know, when you say like people are repulsed by it, I think it's really just like fear and ignorance. So opera's right. Like you know, if you don't know it, don't knock it until you try it. Mm-hmm. And if it's still not your cup of tea, try coffee. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey. I like that. Go watch a movie. You know what I mean? About nah. drag. Yeah. <laughs> now speaking, speaking of, of movies. Now speaking of movies, uh, we have to talk about Baby Queen. Mm. You're at the core of this film, isn't it? This is mm-hmm. your documentary. The spotlight's on you. Well, I'm very privileged to be the, the one spotlighted in it. And Baby Queen, I would like to say, it's Singapore's very first drag feature film documentary. We were very privileged to have been uh, selected for like major film festivals around the world. You're in uh, Busan, I think. Yes, yes. It, it premiered there. The world premiere was there. And I, I met many Korean celebrities and I walked the red carpet there. It was so glamorous. Uh, it was very, my very first time walking a red carpet. So the purpose of the film, I think, resonates uh, most in mainland. Singapore because it was intended for a more mainstream audience to see what maybe a queer or LGBTQ person is uh, like trying to find themselves. It is my queer puberty. This is my queer puberty. I am in the midst of trying to find my identity again. And I think a lot of LGBT people miss their puberty during their teen years because they're trying to conform. They're trying to be somebody that Uh, society wanted them to be and then maybe when they were more financially independent or maybe even uh, somewhere that was safer they could explore this side of themselves and I think that was captured in the film 
it's about the community I'm around, my chosen family, my mm. immediate biological family. My grandmother plays a very big role in it. My Samsui woman costume that I'm wearing now <laughs> is the costume that she is she wore in the film. And bitch, she's skinny. Yeah, she can wear the same. I don't think so she, was, she was as bloated as me now after eating the fried <laughs> rice. I just bumped into the <laughs> mic again. That was iconic. And scene. <laughs> okay. We just want to clarify, this episode is not sponsored by King of Fried Rice. <laughs> However, they'd like to send over some... Pop Queen. Mm. Um, but yeah. So uh, the people around me, so my sisters, Ada Hart, like Femme Fertel, uh, Sapphire Blast uh, in the Kiki Ball scenes and also at Pink Dot. It just follows me through my daily life, going to church with my family and my daily interactions to show like a mainstream audience in Singapore that I could be your neighbor, I could be your cousin. I don't live a life that's very different from yours, but it's definitely more fabulous. But still, I am a person, you know? When this film premiered in Singapore, it was the day after the repeal of Section 377 in Singapore. So I like to tout that our film and show Baby Queen uh, Live um, was the first gay party, public gay party to have ever occurred after the decriminalization of homosexual male sex wow. yeah, mm. in Singapore. Uh, we will be having another theatrical run, an exclusive film screening, as well as uh, a live drag show in June this year, Pride Month in Singapore, every Friday, 8pm. Five shows, 23 people performing for you. Uh, on rotation, like, only one Friday, six people, like, but still 23 goes on rotation. If you want to come every Friday, you also can. So you can catch every 20, all 23 of them. But Opera, you'll be there every Friday. Yes, I will be there. But if I'm not there, it's because the film is so popular that uh, I have been summoned to talk about the film elsewhere. Carry two flags, the Singapore flag as, and also the LGBT flag there. Nice. Wow. This is another film festival we're talking about? Yeah, so if I'm not going to be there hosting the thing, it's going to be Ada, Fem, Sapphire or Sam Joe that's going to be hosting, okay? So good luck uh, if Sam Joe hosting. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'll be on pitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's not singing. <laughs> I say that with this stupid sore throat, but... Um, <laughs> I come from a film school background and mm. I think to do a feature film uh, on, on this is incredible that it, it, it's made, it's getting a lot of love and attention. My hope for it will Will, will be that you know it will get some form of syndication it will appear on Netflix somewhere down the road perhaps we can get that deal sorted mm -hmm. uh, because we don't have a lot of Singaporean queer films and the ones that have uh, tried to exist have also have they've dealt with a lot of sort of pushback from the forces that be mm -hmm. and, and because of that many of them don't even see the light of day many of them sort of remain in a, in a short film form or, or through like links that, that you would have to go ahead and try to like hit up the director to get so to see like even every public screening of this already is such a triumph you mm -hmm. know if we yes. go back to even 10-20 years ago how, how hard that must have been to even secure one screening of a film like that this is incredible that you also get to go to Busan in Korea and I think I read an article about how you know that territory in particular in Korea it may even be more conservative yes. than Singapore so the fact that you could I saw you on the red carpet wearing that I think gorgeous dress mm. so I was just like oh my god! by House of Alchemy by the way yeah hey shout out so I was just like what is going on you look like you're dressed for the Oscars because I think it was around the same time and I was yes, like yes. what is going on you were dressed better than many people at the Oscars let's just put it that way yeah. <laughs> or at the Star Wars there was a lot of salt in that fried rice today yeah, there was like, mm, salt and yeah, no because the champagne carpet was not like giving it was not it you yeah, just it took it. the colour from yeah. oh yeah okay so because of the powers that may be a lot of the scenes were actually cut out from the, the film it was supposed to be an hour and a half but a lot of scenes were self-censored so that we could actually fit into... So if you do want to know about the behind the scenes... Blah, blah, blah. So if you do want to know about the behind the scenes and the scenes that were cut out from the film, do come for the show every Friday in June, 8pm, because we'll be talking about it. You can ask all the questions that you want to any of the queens because they're going to be performing live after you watch them live on the silver screen. So... Wait, what? This is right after our chat with Afian Sat. Yes. About censorship. Exactly. So... um. We had to like cut out some scenes to make it more PG, even though it's an R21 film. We, we still wanted it to be more... 
I don't want to say the word palatable, but to a, a wider audience. Like accessible mm. to anyone, yes. right? But yeah. even though you yeah. may not have anything in there that's explicit, no, because that's it's queer yes. content, yeah. immediately gets the harshest rating. Correct. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a sad choice that every art maker in Singapore has to make, Exactly. Right? And when you say we, you mean like you and the uh, director. director and the producer. So my director is Louis Wan Ping, who is now, uh, I think, on the flight to Switzerland because our film was selected for one of the top 10 documentary film festivals in the world in Switzerland. It's called Visions du Riel and mm. Visions of Reality. Wow. And this was a reali- vision of reality in Singapore that on the, how to say, the cusp of the repeal, uh, this encapsulated the feelings of society at that time for, for queer people. The executive producer is Glenn Gui, one half of the ah. founders of um, Wild Rice Singapore. Yes. yes. Mm. Okay, so y'all made a collective decision to like, okay, we're going to leave it out those themes. It was more on yeah, the end. For me, I'm just mm. a material churner in a sense. I just, actually, not really. I'm just living my life. And uh, the parts where I'm not going to say that it's not, I'm not doing anything criminal. It's just like, why, the, I, they focused more on um, the love that I that most people could connect to. Yeah. Right. Now, without spoiling anything for anyone, like what was your favorite you know, scene in the entire film that actually made the final cut. The one that I feel is like speaking to me now, like the universe is telling me to say this, is the the scene where I'm wearing my mother's wedding dress and her standing in front of me, behind me rather, than zipping me up into it. Oh, yeah. wow. That says a lot because we were the same size when she got married. And also her allowing me, giving the, me the permission to wear something that is so precious to her. Yeah. And she is a very staunch Catholic also. I'm not going to get emotional, but yes. Why? I want to see you cry. I want to see your makeup run, girl. How incredible is it that it's called Baby Queen and then you have a documentary Mm. on you. I'm excited for who you'll be 10 years from now, you know, and and we should get a sequel then, right? Yeah, Um, of course. It's almost like we were filming like that film Boyhood. <laughs> like, like we'll do it like ten years in the making. When you see yourself on the the screen, um, does do you feel proud? Yes, I would say yes. Um, I'm like hesitating to say that I'm proud. Two things that are conflicting in me right now: me taking uh, taking the credit for the film. It's not just about my story. It's a story about that a lot of queer people can relate to. But also, it is my film in a sense that this is my story and this is, it is my life on show, uh, literally. Yeah. That I'm proud that my story is the first example of a feature film-length documentary about drag that has ever occurred in Singapore. And I'm proud that Singapore has allowed this to, to happen. Even though I don't need their permission to, but... <laughs> We don't need their permission to, but mm. I'm glad that it has happened. So I'm proud that we have made that step. So that's what I'm proud more of rather than it being my documentary, you know? Yeah. At the start, actually, I was like, why me? Like, what material do I have to give to my, the director? It was actually a brainstorm. It didn't, at the start, like, it was conceptualized that, oh, Opera Tang's going to be the one that's going to be representing blah, blah, blah. No, but I wanted to introduce the director to Ada Hart and maybe that go through her story and her family and maybe uh, a lot of the other queens. But... A lot of the other queens maybe had ran into difficulties of like uh, their religion not allowing them to be portrayed on national TV as such. So there there was a, a layer of censorship there, also, mm. and because I'm obviously not uh, of that uh, racial religious group, I had that privilege of just being myself, um, even though I'm Catholic. But yeah, so there was a lot of decisions that were made so that this film could mm. happen yeah this this is going to a darker no, side of things wow no, that's, yeah. no i don't think a lot I, of people know that yeah, yeah and i think the beautiful irony also is that when you think of drag you know it's the sort of excess of makeup and 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 being larger than life but then what i'm guessing this documentary is is you essentially in your most naked form Right, because you're sharing that experience with your your family, your chosen family, and like this is also who you are as a person. So there's mm-hmm. a nice irony there. Yeah, I like how you say that as if you already watched the film because there's a, there are a lot of scenes that I'm not naked in, but um, of me like just washing off my drag and not really exposing my true self, which is fucking ugly. See on my face on TV, watch like washing. <laughs> Stop. Like, yeah. No, but like. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> 
bitch. What? What? Bitch. what? It's not about me. It's about you. Yeah. Go, okay. Go, girl. <laughs> yeah. Continue. But uh, <laughs> carry yeah, on. It's literally me bearing my all, like showing <laughs> Shut the fuck up to yeah. <laughs> The fried rice really salty just now. <laughs> Aubrey was just about to tear up. You can't see it through the layers of lashes and stuff. I right? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, no. But yeah, there was this one scene where I was like just looking at the camera in a very ugly angle. I think it was meant to be like that. Like, and just like me trying to familiarize myself with my gender identity and stuff. But yeah, it's um mm. but yeah, it's really me bearing my all. I felt like it was very natural for me just to just be myself in front of the camera. So if any directors want or any production company need some persona that's me okay so Why are you whispering yeah no, no, no. and if you're gonna whisper whisper a bit louder yeah. oh, okay okay no that was me manifesting through my manifestation voice oh okay oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay um can't say it so loudly yeah um mm. yeah. oh i wanted to say because of my story being told i also wanted other drag queens that were like more prominent in the scene or like people who have reached out to me and become my chosen family to be to have their stories told in some way as well. Through Baby Queen Live, Baby Queen and Family, that's the official name, I think now, the work in progress name for the for the, uh, for the the show, they are all going to be in the cast as well. So they, ah. they at, at least at the end of the day, earn a bit of money off this film also. Yeah. Uh, through, yeah. Through, um, it's like a shared experience, yeah, a shared, shared experience. celebration exactly. as well. I yeah. like that. That was I'm, beautiful. I remember having like, because I caught this film in November, right? I think during the screening in Singapore. I remember having like two big takeaways. Uh, one was like, oh my God, your grandmother is just the most adorable little lady. And, you know, she had a lot of fans after the show when people like streaming out, everyone went up to her yes. grandmother and were like, my Ama Tang. Ama, Ama Tang. And um, I don't know, how did she feel with all that attention? I think she loved it. She loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when she had two articles in like Lian He Zaopao, one just about the film being selected for Busan and the second one was with her. So the angle of the article was my grandma's relationship with my, myself, a drag queen, and how supportive she was and her attending Ping Dot for the first time or so last year. She went down to the coffee shop and then one day one of her friends passed her the paper and be like, oh my God, that is you. I mean, Teochew or something. Then she was like, yeah. No, then she, was, she, she told me, she acted. Oh my god, I didn't know. <laughs> oh my god, but she fully knew. I was like, Grandma, this is the article and you're in and you're literally, your, your, your face is there. And she was like, I don't want to tell everybody, but actually she wants everyone to know. Gotta oh, act a bit humble. So cute. I love it, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, no, I, that was one big takeaway for me because like, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't really have like, you know, a couple of my grandparents died when I was very young and uh, on one side and then on my dad's side we were close but not that close because there was a bit of um, I'm a bit on the younger side mm. of, of all the grandkids and so I didn't really like have the experience of them bringing me up you know so I never learned dialect and everything like that which is I feel like such a shame mm. so yeah I, I guess I look at that relationship you know of you and your grandmother with a bit of envy um, in the best way possible I was like you know yeah this is how every grandparent grandchild relationship should be mm, you know unconditional um, love unconditional especially that scene where you're asking her whether she thinks it's okay mm. and she's sitting in front of the sewing machine sewing mm, mm. your costume that was I'm not gonna spoil it for everyone but that's one standout scene for me and another big takeaway for me was your friendship with Ada Hart which I just wanted more of and I wish that the film gave us more of. Maybe Baby Queen 2 will be about Ada. Oh, please. <laughs> and me as yeah. an ancillary character. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you can't really have Baby Queen without Ada Hart, right? Yes. Not just the movie itself, but Opera Tang. Yes. I feel like we need to talk a little bit about Ada Hart. Yes. I felt like she should have her own poster So, so. <laughs> no, because... Um, in the film, I think I was there was a juxtaposition between me and Ada in a sense that she was like the comedic character. Uh, sorry, the character for comedic relief in a sense because she is super funny. Anything she says is just funny. She doesn't even mean it to be funny and it's so funny. Um, but yeah, and my story was more of like the sullen, like queer person struggling through like their queer puberty and trying to find meaning and like whatever mm. and then she's like just she doesn't fucking care she's just living her life yeah and yeah she has guided me so much and uh i include her in almost every show because i'm biased and she is my she's my kaka 
I love that. You come up together. Yeah. So we wish for you, uh, we got Baby Queen, Baby Queen Live. We want Baby Queen World Tour, <laughs> Baby Queen the Musical. Baby Queen Merch. Yeah, we need all of that. Milk that. Come on, you come from marketing world. Baby exactly. Queen Fried Rice. Oh, we need <laughs> that. And on Baby that Queen note, Chicken Cutlet. We want to thank you for joining us on the show. Thank we you so much for a having time. me. Yes, yeah. I had such a ball of a time. I think this is going to be cut down to like maybe, your normal just at like 30 minutes. Is oh, well, it's been a lot bigger now okay. so we, we might try to keep as much of it in as possible but dear listener just just to let you know we've been recording for about two and a yeah about two hours yeah two plus. have we yeah oh because this is the second part yes yeah, yeah so almost two hours sam joe took a nap halfway through because i was so boring part of a lot of the two hours like i think half an hour is like just opera burping <laughs> <laughs> so that one can cut out <laughs> No, but we love having you on. Like, you know, um, this has been a long time coming. Um, I'm obviously excited for everyone else to see this film yeah. and excited for everyone else to get to know you, you know, as a person and also as an artist. And I'm excited to see, you know, you on this journey and where this journey mm-hmm. is going to take you. So, yeah, congrats on the film and like, you know, hopefully much more good shit to come. Yes, much more good shit to everyone. Yes. Well, uh, the stage is yours. You can plug whatever you want to plug. And also uh, say whatever you want to say. Or sing whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find more of me on opera.tang. That's O-P-E-R-A dot T-A-N-G on Instagram. My TikTok is like freaking dead, so like don't bother. Uh, and also Baby Queen Film uh, on Instagram as well. There's no space. It's just Baby Queen and Film. Stay tuned. What if they want to catch you live? Do you have like... Oh, wait, okay. And also, please... They um, want to see you in the flesh, you know? I'm here and there and everywhere. Um, now, I'm just working on a few projects, but if you want to catch me live, uh, maybe Riot Drag Show, here and there at the bars. But please come for Baby Queen and Family live every Friday in June this year. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe, And we are... The, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.